not sure that I've ever even come close to preaching a Mother's Day message. I always just, whatever God had given me, but this might be a Mother's Day message, if you can count it that way. But I will start back there in the, in the fifth chapter of Ephesians. The message God had laid on our heart is in the sixth chapter there, and, and it's uh, to honor our father and mother. That's what the Word of God says, to honor our father and our mother. Uh, I've tried to be a Christian for 54 years. I ain't never been out of church. I've been faithful to the house of God, and God's blessed me in, in every direction. But I've never seen everything change like it's changed today. And I know some of you are not even 54 years old, so it'd be hard for you to realize what I'm saying. But the technology and everything that's come along that's uh, instead of enhancing or helping our minds, Amen. It's got so much on our minds till we, and almost everybody that I know has got a cell phone or a computer, I, I find them talking to it. <laughs> I find them, nothing there, but they're talking to it. And that thing's dumb. It don't know nothing you're saying. You're just, just wasting your breath. But it's taken away, us talking to that, it's taken away of our spiritual being that we might talk to a real soul that's dying and going to hell. Amen. We've got caught up too much in this, this uh, walk of life that we're living in. And, and I, I'm telling you all, and it's just uh, when CB radios come out, we thought this was the greatest thing ever been. We could talk on our trucks to each other and know where the other one was and what we need to do. And, and it just went, and we just grab on to everything that we think's enhancing us. But what are we doing with Christ? What are we doing with Christ? I bet, it, and don't raise your hand, but I bet there's very few ever read the New Testament through. Much less all of it. They think somebody preaches and you say, Lord, I've never heard that before. It's in the Word of God. If they're reading out the King James Version, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Let's jump down to about 20, uh, 25th chapter of the 5th chapter of Ephesians. We'll read the entirety of that, and come on into the sixth chapter. And he said, Husbands, love your wives. He just done read this in Sunday school, but all of you wasn't here in Sunday school. He said, Husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. So how do we get washed up? It's by the word of God. What cleans us up, amen, and convicts us of our sins and our everyday uh, evil walk, amen, is the Word of God. And if we don't know the Word of God, then it don't convict us. But if we know the Word of God and we get out of bounds of the Word of God, not measuring up to the Word of God, then then, then we're rejected, amen. Our, our body ain't spiritual like it one time was. And we can go pray, and, and if you're a Christian, been a Christian any length of time, and when you get down on your knees and pray, you know if you're any getting through to God or not. And there's a little something come up in our mind. We've not read the Word of God. We've not applied the Word of God. And we've took parts of the Word of God and said, this ain't for my family. This is for that family over there. Amen. And we've justified our children. Amen. We've justified our children. Glory to God. But we've condemned the other man's child. Amen. We're all sinners. Every one of us was born in sin. We had to be born again. So there's none good. No, not one. We're, we're on equal ground. And he went on and he said in the 27th verse, and I like this, Larry, that's kind of where I 
was needing to go, that he might present it to himself a glorious church. I thought about, just listen to me for just a minute. When a man marries his bride, when a man marries his bride, she's the prettiest and that's the finest dress and everything is so great. And I don't know what happened. Phil just showed me a, a, a picture of Sister Murray. He passed away a couple, three years ago. How much he still misses Miss Murray. And, you know, and, and Janet, in 1959, I never dreamed I'd be living with a senior citizen. <laughs> but here we are. I love her just as much as I did. <laughs> oh, she's filled in the void. I need to go on. Don't need to cry right now. Amen. <laughs> need to go on. But, but I know that was the prettiest thing I'd ever seen in 1959. And then we go down the road. Listen to what I'm saying. We go down the road just a little bit, and we begin to start finding faults. This happens. I ain't never been a wife, but I'm sure it happens to a wife too. But these, these things begin to change. We do the same thing. We get born again. God has cleaned us up. And there's nothing no greater than our brothers and sisters in Christ. I thought when I first got saved, I thought my, my preacher called me son. And I don't know daddy had ever called me son. My preacher called me son. And I just about shouted because I got fitted into a family, glory to God, that loved me. But I thought after I was in church just a little while, just like a marriage, you start seeing the faults. Janet could make any kind of biscuits she wanted to make, and they was the greatest biscuits ever been. But after two or three years, honey, there's lumps in them. What have you left out of this biscuit? This is a little bit too brown. Ain't that how we are? Ain't that how we are? And the Bible said, it says it right here plainly in this scripture. It says it plainly that God, uh, a marriage is a symbol of the church. A symbol of the church. And it tells us to love our wife like Christ loved the church. Amen. Christ loved the church enough till he died on the cross that you and I could be set free today. And it tells us to love our wife that way. So pay no attention to her mistakes because Christ says, forgive me of my mistakes. Christ forgive you of your mistakes. So I need to love my wife. If I think she's messed up, she might not have really messed up. It might be me that's messed up. Think about it, church. Well, we need to fall back in love with one another. Need to fall back in love with our wives. They probably ain't nobody can make you no matter than your family. Because you know them. Because you know them. That he might present it to himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle. You think if they wasn't a bad spot or a wrinkle in Mount Vernon Church this morning? About the power of God coming down? I'm going to tell you, a man couldn't live in sin. A backslider would have to get up and come to the altar. The sinner would have to repent. So we are the trouble. We are the fault. Us that says we are and we ain't. Us that have started out and we're not walking where we one time walked. One time shouted and prayed at the altar, was faithful to the house of God. Brother Johnson said the other day, he said, one thing about it, if you ain't faithful to Mount Vernon Church, you're going to get your feelings hurt. But that's the calling God has put on me. 
I didn't learn it in a book or in school. It's a calling that God put on me. If I'm not faithful, I can't stay in touch with God. It ain't that I'm going to miss heaven, but I can't stay in touch with God to help my neighbor. I'm a light. The Bible said that I'm a light to a lost and dying world, to a a world that's darkened by sin, and I'm supposed to be a light in it. And if I sin in my life, my light is flickered and it's dim and it's not shining. I need to let my light shine that men will know I love God. I care about God. I'm faithful to God. I believe the Word of God. I'll follow the Word of God. Mm. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Not just a spot or a wrinkle, but not even have a blemish in it. So ought men to love their wives of their own body. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherishes it, even as the Lord, the, the church. 31st, for we are members of his body, of his flesh, of his bones. We're members of, of the church. We're members of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, of his flesh, of his bones, glory to God, and of his body. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. I'm going to tell you we need to be as one today. We need to be as one today. And the Bible said, except we love Christ, uh, to the point of hating. Our, the love for Christ is so great that it looks like we hate our family, our, our children. This is the Word of God. That, it, that The love of Christ should be so great that it looks like the love we've got for them is just hate. It's nothing to it. We need to love Christ more than we love Christ today. I'm going to tell you what Satan's doing today. He's trying to take the love of Christ out of your heart. He's trying to take the realization of what Christ has done for you out of your heart. He's trying to make you forget the trouble that you was in and even go back and play in that sin again. I'm glad for the love of Christ, glory to God. I'm glad I still realize that he died on the cross for an old sinner. I still realize when I was hanging around that commode, lost and undone without God with a stinking breath, broke as I could be. Amen. And Jesus Christ saved my soul. Glory to God. He's real today. He's still sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I. Hallelujah. What a Savior we got today, church. And I need to love my wife and my church family just exactly like the Lord Jesus Christ loved me. I need to be willing to die for you. Glory to God. I don't know how it'll come when it comes to me, but I need to be willing to die for you. I can tell you this for sure. Back in June, I faced death head on, honey. I was a heart attack, but glory to God, death didn't scare me. I death didn't bring anxiety on death didn't shut me down I knew I had a better place to go or God would take care of me if I stayed here we are covered by the blood put our sins under the blood and give him praise, honor and glory, hallelujah hallelujah praise his holy name I went home Wednesday night And I'm going to tell you, every muscle in my shoulder and my neck was just tied on a banjo string. I had a workout. 
a workout for Jesus. We need a workout for Jesus. I didn't go in, but I went up to a camper about, oh, it's a soul. I, I come home and I cried. Dale, God's been so good to us. To have a clean house to walk in, you don't have to kick back stuff. I knocked on the camper door. Little boy come out with britches on, no shoes, no shirt. He said, let me get my shirt. And I'll come out. I said, no, I'm just going to stay just a minute. I've come to tell you. Come to tell you some things. And I'm going to tell you, there wasn't room to set his feet down at the door for trash and junk. It broke my heart. I'm going to tell you, I could still be there. I could be there. We've been in crack houses. It piled up in the corner. I could still be there. <laughs> Brother, I'm going to praise God. <laughs> Phil, I'm going to praise God for what he's brought us out of. He spared us through many, many things. I went home and I cried. I thought, my Lord and my God, how Satan has took a young man and took his, his life, his soul, everything that he's got in there, lays in filthiness and nastiness. My Lord and my God, what Satan will do to you if you let him. And he said, 32, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in, in particular who love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Wives, well, I'm going to tell you something. It's Mother's Day. If you've got a good man, bless God, cherish him. Be good to him. Help him along the way. I'm going to tell you, behind every, every good man, there's a good woman. Ain't no doubt in my mind on that. And he said, children, this is the message in the sixth chapter. He said, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Children, obey your parents. We're going to look at our children and we're so aggravated when they don't do mind their parents. But I want us to look on down to my generation and then yours that come on down. Did we obey parents? Did we do what parents? Did we do what our parents said? Did we slip around as a little bitty fella and steal cookies out of the cookie jar? Hey, did we tell little white lies that ended up old big black lies? Children obey your parents. So I'm going to tell you this ain't just started. Listen to me. 
When this boy got saved in 1968, I had never laid my eyes on, on marijuana. Seen plenty of white liquor and beer, it was all over the country, but I'd never seen no marijuana. And somewhere along the line, Hello? You can't wire me right. You just can't do it. <laughs> you just can't do it. Amen. Glory to God. Huh? I got it. Yeah, yeah it goes out over the radio and TV. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I'm loud enough for here. I know that. But I, I want to get it out over the radio too. But somewhere like along uh, 72 and I was setting up a mobile home. And this old boy, and I was hooking up a sewer. And I heard a rifle shoot. And it come right through the sewer line and me under the trailer. I thought, my Lord, I could have died. I got up. He's dead now. He got electrocuted with a, he didn't understand technology. They got electrocuted putting up a CB antenna. But I went in and, and he said he talked to the cat on, on the dresser there and he called it Merle Monroe. I thought, that looked pretty good to me. I thought, my goodness, that, that would be all right if you get so far out you talk to a cat. And I don't even like a cat. And he said, can't you hear that cat talking back to me? I said, why no, Ramos? I said, I can't hear that cat talking. I said, that cat ain't talking to you. And he showed me a bag of marijuana. That's the first I ever seen. And you know what he said? This is how the devil works. He said, you don't like me if you don't smoke one with me. I said, I love you, Ramos, and I'm going to eat a bologna sandwich with you. And I went to his refrigerator and got out some bread and mayonnaise and bologna. And I ate bologna with him. Amen. Wasn't long till he got killed. But I thought the devil's crowd wants you in theirs. But can I tell you, the church people got so jealous, they scared to death if you come there. Amen. They afraid you're going to get loose and shout, amen, and mess up their little assembly. Amen. We, we, we've got in that shape today. So what's happened to our children? Uh, we had a couple visited with us a while back, and he said, uh, the children bother me. All that was closed off, and they had to use this bathroom, and all were children. Thank God for our children. I said, can I tell you something? The parents are kind of slack with their children, but it's the preacher's fault. I want them out there to learn how to worship God. Yeah, I don't want them set up back there in a the room, amen, in closed walls. We're closed in enough. I want them, if they make a little racket, let them make a little racket. Bust their button, bring them on back into the house of God. We need some discipline in the house of God. The Bible said, children, honor, honor your mom and daddy. Honor your father and mother. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Second verse, he said, honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Man, I looked at that. I heard, I heard uh, something about that was uh, the first commandment, to honor mom and daddy. And I thought, that ain't the first commandment. This is how dumb I am. I thought, that ain't the first commandment. I know that. So I went back into Exodus. You know what I hadn't done? I hadn't read the whole scripture. He said, it's the first commandment with promise. With promise. 
So the other four to start with were only commandments. You okay if I go to Exodus and read the commandments? I think it'll be all right. I think it'll be all right because they're still in effect. They're still in effect. And it, first thing he said, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. This is in Exodus 20. The fourth verse said, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images or anything uh, like it in heaven above or that is on the earth or beneath or is that in water under the earth. We jump right down to here, and he said in the seventh verse is the third commandment, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Eighth verse, fourth commandment, Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Well, I didn't write that. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And he jumped, we jumped down, I'll jump down. A 12th verse. And the Bible said in the 12th verse, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God hath given thee. And the next one said, Thou shalt not kill, and thou shalt not commit adultery. And you can go right on down and finish the Ten Commandments out. But he said in that fifth one, it was, he said plainly in the twelfth verse, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the earth. So that was a, a commandment with promise, that your days may be long upon the earth. And I, I hope there's somebody here, and I won't read the rest of the commandments. You know them uh, anyway. But I, I thought uh, that, that really touched my heart. That this one, and we say this is the first commandment, but it's the first commandment with promise. And God promised us if we'd honor mom and daddy, if we'd honor our father and our mother, that our days would be long on earth. And I don't know what about you all, but I thought about Methuselah there, my, my old brother there in the Old Testament. He's about 960-some years old. He must have honored mom and daddy. He must have done something right. And I thought about we come on down, and, and roughly I looked up some history on it, and, and, and roughly there the, uh, Peter was 65 years old, and uh, they was all young and died. And look at us. And the Bible said he finally left us three score and ten, which is 70. And if we go on to 80, we got nothing but sorrows and troubles, amen, because our old body is breaking down. But I thought, how about why has our, our days been shortened? Because we've not honored mom and daddy. I'm going to tell you we ain't had respect for the house of God. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. We had respect. We had respect for our old school teachers. I remember my third grade teacher, and I won't go into what happened, but she stood me in a corner in a trash can. <laughs> yeah, I remembered well what I'd done to her. Yeah, I could not look out of that corner. I stood right there. Imagine standing in that old tin <laughs> trash can. Mm. Thank God I missed the dunset. You had honor and respect. I never forgot what she done. I forgot who my second grade teacher is, but I remember my third grade teacher. I remember some preachers that corrected me, and I remember some that lied to me. Hello? I remember some teachers didn't live what they preached. I remember some trying, trying, finally lost their job, trying to teach us children and come in with alcohol on their breath and got fired. I remember all that. 
I wonder if we got preachers standing behind the pulpit with sin in their life trying to direct somebody else. Hello? That's where we're at today. So he said, the first pro first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee that thou mayest live long on the earth. And we might live long on the earth. Glory to God. That's good. We just read Exodus 20. Let me read one verse out of Exodus 21 here. Exodus 21 and, and 15. And he that smiteth his father or his mother shall be surely put to death. That ain't, that ain't a guess. He said he'd be surely put to death. Let me read to you in Matthew 15. Amen. And we're hurrying through this. But the, the Bible said, honor your father and your mother. Matthew 15. Matthew 15 and 4. For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and thy mother, and that curseth father or mother to him, die the death. Exodus said that they'd be killed, that they'd die. But today they can stand up and cuss you, and the law will come and get you if you whip them. So what have we done? We've backed up on what the Word of God said. We've got our, we've got our county laws backing, coming against what the Word of God said. We've had sinners in office to make laws that says you can't whip your children. And then on the other hand, we got a daddy or a mama or both that's drug heads that's beat their young ones till they're black and blue. So what I'm saying, how can we get a law to fix it? How can we get a, a law that'll stop our prisons from being filled up? And Butch said the county jail, what did you say that was supposed to hold? can hold at least 350 comfortable and can get more. That's in our little Surrey County in the Bible Belt. Have we honored our father and mother? Did I honor mine? I'm a miracle and a crying shame, but me and my daddy had fist fights because he's drunk and I was drunk because he's a sinner and I was a sinner it's a miracle that God let me to live long enough to get saved a miracle that God has allowed me to stand before you today I didn't honor my daddy I lost honor because he beat mama and made me sit in the car sleep in the car and I thought when I get old enough I'll stop this you get a hard heart we got children out there that's got hard hearts and they're saying I'll show you and they're ending up and our prisons are running over and all they need is about a bucket full of love every day till they can get Jesus Christ in their heart I'm afraid we've got so busy in our everyday walk of life 
that we're letting our young ones go to pot. Hello? It ain't a, it ain't a, a pedal car or a popsicle or a little phone. I saw a little girl, she's so cute, about that high. Her little back pocket is about like that, and she had a pink phone in there just for pranking. She couldn't have been five years old. I'm going to tell you, that ain't what we need today. It's took us away from the honor and mom and daddy. We still, in our court system, we still have to stand up when your honor comes out. I don't want no honor, no praise. But I'm going to tell you something I do desire is you respect. Until I quit giving it all God has given me to do. When I start backing down, get rid of me. Amen. Put somebody, put somebody in your place. Let me go to Matthew 15. Done read four. But you say, Who in shall say to his father or his mother, It is gift? By whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. And honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. The Bible said that they die. Today we say, Oh, you'll be set free. They killed them because they didn't honor mom and daddy. Not because they killed mom and daddy, because they didn't honor mom and daddy. And the pharisaical crowd come along, and Jesus said, you say that they'll be set free. They're saying that the kid is a gift to the mom and daddy, and, and they end up not honoring mom and daddy. Come on, church. It's where we're living today, whether we want to have it that way or not. Our kids that have went on and got a great education and a great job and built a fine house and doing good, we think they're all right. But if they've never been born again, hell's going to be just as hot for them as it is one that's been on the drug street. <laughs> Think about where we're at today. Six first. And honor not his father and his mother, he shall be free. Thus have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. I'd like to tell you something today. We've made the commandments of God. We see, and, and I know what I'm talking about. I'm not the judge, but the Word of God said in Exodus, but He said we've made the cross <clears throat> in Matthew of none effect. And when we hear a Sunday school teacher using God's name in vain, and because we have such a small number, we'll go ahead and let Him teach. I know what I'm talking about. We have no standard to stand up. This is the house of God. If we get down to five, we got five. Let's have five that will worship God. Five that will love God. Five that will love his wife. Glory to God. And, and not beat his wife every day. That will love his wife as Christ loved the church. And get it back in our minds, church. Get it back in our mind that Jesus died for the church, which you are the bride of Christ. I owe him. I couldn't pay my debt. Oh, it built way over my head. I couldn't pay my debt. I couldn't quit my habits. Jesus passed by. I couldn't touch him, but he spoke in my heart. He called me by name. He knew who I was. He knew my troubles. He forgave me. There, right there in 1968. 
And as I stumble and fell along and still do, as an older Christian, if I'll ask him, he still shows up. If I'll invite him in, hey, we need to invite Jesus into our hearts today. We need to honor our mother and our daddy. You know, our mom, mom passed, okay, 12 years ago in March. Mom was so always so proud to be a mama. I can't say much about my sister, but me and my brother saw her crap. But mom was so proud that she could come to church on Mother's Day and stand up, and mama, just like yours, she had faults. I hear this all the time, and somebody will uh, put on Facebook or send a card, I've got the best mama. You didn't know mine. Everybody thinks they got the best mama. They didn't, none of us have a mama that didn't have sin in their life. That wasn't where they needed to be till Jesus passed by. So what I'm saying, let's give Jesus the praise. And when we give him the praise, then we'll honor mom and daddy. Amen. When we get Jesus first in our lives. Children, let me tell you something, little children. If you want to live a long life, you better honor your mom and daddy. That's what the Word of God says. That's, a, that's the first, first commandment by promise. I'm going to hurry. I'm just about done. I know you all are. Have made the commandments of God of none effect by your tradition. 15th verse, 15th chapter, the 7th verse. He said, You hypocrites, well did assess, prophesy you, saying, The people draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is not far from their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men, and call the multitude and said unto them, Hear and understand not. Do you hear and understand not? Everywhere they're teaching the commandments of man and leaving out Jesus Christ. You know, I, I said it Wednesday night. I couldn't find nobody lost. I can't get nobody saved. Everybody's saved. But finally, a boy come to me over to prison uh, uh, Friday, and, and he said, I'm lost. I said, well, what's hindering you from being saved? He said, I don't think it's quite the time. I said, that ain't what the Word says. It said, today's a day of salvation. Well, I just ain't quite ready. What if he dies when he ain't quite ready to get saved? Amen. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to him. It's come by him. It's touched him. It spoke to his heart because I didn't get him up out of his seat. He got up and come up himself. I'm going to read Matthew 19. I'm going to quit. Matthew 19. Sixteenth verse. Let's read fifteen. And he laid his hands on them and departed thence. Laid his hands on the little children. So they were right there in the service with him. They wasn't in the back room. Hello. They was right there with him. Sixteenth verse. And he said, Behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal life, may have eternal life? And he said unto him, 
Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But of thou will enter into life, keep the commandments. What did he say? One of the commandments is honor father and mother. We think a drunk can't enter in, and we preach that all the time. The Bible said one of the commandments with promise, amen, is honor father and mother. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. This is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, said unto him, Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. That's a pretty good fellow. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. What's the commandment to us? And all the rest are added on to that. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself. That's as plain as it can be. And the young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto the disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I thought about it, neighbors, and I, I thought about it a bunch. There's one thing, just one thing there in his possession. He'd done everything that the commandments of God had said. He'd kept all the commandments, probably even honored his mom and daddy. He'd done all these things, but he had great possessions. And these great possessions separated him from God. Larry Johnson said it. I said it in 1968. I, I prayed for several several days. I tried to pray as a sinner, and I said, God, let me have one beer a day, one blue ribbon. That's what I drank. And God wasn't more hearing me than nothing. He wasn't hearing me no more than y'all are hearing me right now. Amen. But glory to God, I, I kept I kept praying because I was selfish. Because I wanted something my way. This rich young man, it separated him. Larry Johnson said he'd done the same thing. Come and kneel down at an altar, and he said he got up and he thought, if I could just drink one or two, Lord, you can have the rest of them. We bargained with God. I saw an old Dodge truck and a 50 Dodge truck. Some of you remember them 50 Dodge trucks. Old fenders flopping on it, they were wired up. It was in Florida, and it was hand-painted with a brush, and it said, turn right and go straight. Turn right and go straight. I can't go straight with one beer. Hello? Shannon mentioned Naomi saying, if three beers made you drunk and you drank one, you're a third drunk. Yeah, she said that sitting right over there. Amen, it stuck with everybody here. Think about it. We try to bargain with God. There's something we've hung on to. There's something the reason we're not shouting the victory today. There's something, the reason we're not saved today. The devil told you you're too young. I'm going to tell you, being saved is the only thing that's brought you through the last year and a few months. It's 
the only thing it's going to take you through. It's the only thing is the Lord Jesus Christ. When that heart breaks and you smother down till it seems like you can't go another step. I've been there. Everything's fell apart. <laughs> then there's Jesus. Some, and I praise God for it, some ain't been through no big trials. Been through little trials, but ain't been through no big trials. <laughs> Jesus is what we need as our lawyer, as our intercessor, to speak to God and say, God, this young one's got all the load he can handle. Will you lighten it a little bit? <laughs> Praise the Lord, church. I've seen it happen. If you will, stand. I could go on for days, I guess. But stand and think about what God has done for you. Remember. Remember the day. Can you go back and remember the day and the hour that you were saved and the condition that you was in? And I'm sure so many of you wasn't where I was or where Butch was or Shannon or some of these others, but we were still sinners. But remember, there wasn't no peace in our mind. There was torment in our mind from time to time. Let's remember that and see what God has done for us and see if he, won't, if he won't lift you up. See if he won't take care of you. Come as God speaks to our heart. The altar's open for whosoever will. Heaven.
for years, and no scholar knows until Jesus is coming back. Jesus said, I don't even know. He said, I am coming back. How's he going to find out? Soon coming back. one of them. Could have you both from Boone. 